you're so lucky that I made it today. You guys, this is going to be such a fun episode. I am very um, half drunk, half hungover. I don't really know what's happening to my body, but I had a wonderful time last night. We talk about did gigs. Did you guys know that? Oh. We talk about pause loads. We talk about going to the beach each. And, and uh, if you guys stick around till after the um, sign-off, we do an in-depth look into Candy Muse's verse on that one song for the top four. Lucky. And you hoes better watch your back. Forever. Dog. When first choice is a big old bus, you turn around and boom, you end up with us. Our number is 213-536-9180. Our email is sloppysecondspod at gmail.com. Now on with the show. Hi, you sloppy, you stupid little fucks, you nasty little fucks, you dirty little fucks, you stupid little fucks. Welcome to Sloppy Seconds with Big Dipper and Meatball. I am Meatball. That's Big Dipper. And this is the show. How was your Wasted. Night? Wasted, mama. She's Wasted. Back, at, at, back one, at it again with mama, the Mama, one point. Well it, well, it is a Tuesday episode, and I have warned our audience that from this point forward, <laughs> I will be hungover for every Tuesday. Now, I was so drunk. At one point, I drank a shot of vodka and it literally sent me into a spiral because i almost threw up backstage why is it spicy why is it vodka i just don't like vodka vodka to me tastes like high school and it like brings back like taking a shot and then like hold like having to physically hold it down like your body wants to just vomit up everything and i was like i can't i can't do this anyway Your body yeah, is like I, I hosted expelled. Blowout. It felt great to be on a mic again. It was wonderful to do. Nina West was there. We had Cornbread. We had Gabriel the Queen. We had all the way from Texas, the Kindle, who I had never met, but she seemed lovely. Oh, cool. Whose party is that? That is... That was Jeremy Lucido's party. People really love to be party promoters. Well, it... Um, am I going to be shady? I'm still a little drunk. I will be shady. I've chosen, I've made the choice of violence. Precinct didn't have somebody to fill their empty nights. Once a month or twice a month, they have like empty Fridays. Because it used to be Queen Kong was every Friday. And now the Boulets are not doing that. So it's, they have Fridays open. So now Bitch Pudding has a Friday. And... They needed somebody who knew how to put together a show to put together a show. And Jeremy literally put together a good show. That's amazing. I love that. So if you're ever in in L.A., go to Precinct on a Friday night. It's some of the most fun you'll have. Some of the most fun. I stayed home and... You did not um, come. You did not come. No. Well, maybe you did. I don't know. uh, No. I was working and then I watched A Quiet Place 2 and then I went to bed. I like those movies because I like any movie where a white person isn't allowed to talk. (laughs) 
Do you know what was great about that movie is I was convinced that movie was going to be like well over two hours. And then I looked at like when I when I was like, okay, I've been wanting to watch this for a while. I'm going to watch it. And I sat down. It was like an hour and 30 minutes. I was like, perfect. That That is an ideal movie length. I don't know why any movie needs to be longer than that. Well, sometimes people really want to tell the story. You know, Avatar was four hours. No, it was. Did like you three. ever see Avatar? Yeah, it. The second one hasn't come out. They're still working on it. No, but um, Brett, who uh, runs stuff, some stuff at Forever Dog, some stuff. Wow, way to really diminish his job. No, I mean, you know, Brett. Brett is co-runner of many things over there. I don't know his real title. He founded the company with like a couple. Yeah, other wouldn't people. you call him like a CEO or a COO? I don't know what his real title is, but he posted a screenshot. I know what his fake title is. He posted a screenshot a few days ago from IMDb that says Avatar 2 post-production 2022. And then on top of it, it says Avatar 3 post-production 2024. Yeah, they filmed them all at one time. Avatar 4 filming in 2026. Avatar 5 currently filming coming out in 2028. James Cameron They've, is booked for a decade. Booked and blessed. Well, he knows that those are going to do well. And frankly, I don't know if they, like, I I have no interest. I mean, what's going to be different? What are we going to do? Stick our ponytails together for six six <laughs> movies? Honey, watch me stick this ponytail together. Oh, you want this pony? You want me to see a little pony? Um, I watched Avatar for the first time this past year during the pandemic. Wow. I had never seen it, and I was wow. really into it. It's I liked a, the colors. The world was really well built. I guess the cool thing is... I feel like if I go back and watch it now, I'll be like, this CGI is bad. Because CGI has like come so far since then, and that was peak CGI. At but the that was also like... That was... They look a little cartoony. You know what I'm saying? I mean, don't you don't want to put James Cameron on blast on this podcast. What if we, <laughs> what if we got him as a guest? Didn't the first... But baby, what if we had him as a guest? Didn't baby, the first baby, one baby. come out like 20 years ago? Yeah, it came out when I was in high school, I think. Well, th- okay, this is what I'm thinking about. Ready? Set. They're filming now, but they don't know what the technology is going to be. So they must be filming in a way where they could apply even more intense it's like digital technology to the 2026 and 2028 films. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, it's probably just a bunch of like green screen and body mapping, and that will never go. That's never going to change the that's way they. Never going to go out of style, Mama. It, it's that's like never uh, going to change the way they film those. I should have. What should have gotten some water for this? I'm very hungover. Well, you had a bunch of water. We don't get to tell everyone our business. Did everybody love our Nori Reed episode? <laughs> it was so fun. I'm obsessed with her. Nori is so great. Wait, this is this relates to the Avatar thing relates to my Netflix story, which is either an urban legend or true. Have I said this to you before, or have I said this? I on don't the know. That I heard that Netflix was originally meant to be what it is right now. Not necessarily originally meant to be a studio, but originally meant to be a digital online streaming service. But they knew when they launched 
no one would like think of that as legitimate. So they started, they like worked their way backwards and decided, oh, we're just going to mail people DVDs because that's how they understand movies. That's what I heard. That could make sense. Theory? Um, I don't know. I mean, the concept of streaming wasn't. Um, no one understood it. I mean, YouTube existed, but no one was like, "I'm gonna watch a legitimate movie on my computer." Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I kind of believe that. Maybe they thought they were gonna like figure out how to put TV shows on the internet, but I don't think that they thought they were gonna be this. I think as things expanded, because the concept of streaming only came into like full fruition like four or five years ago but what i'm saying is they had the idea and they were like the only way people will buy into that is if we are in everyone's home and the only way people know how to watch movies right now is on dvd so we'll mail them oh my god do you remember getting a dvd from netflix yeah like in a paper thing yeah so wild so yeah such a weird time I remember I was so impatient that I upped. I initially had the like one DVD at a time, and I upped it. I was like, I got to get three at a time because I got to pay for three at a time. Because then I would have them moving on a cycle, and you would like you would like fiddle with your cue. You'd go look at your cue and be yeah. like, Oh, I want to. I I'm actually not feeling this for the weekend, so I'm gonna like I'm gonna move this further down in the queue. I'm not ready. You know for what? This one yet. Netflix really fucked over some t- fucked me over sometimes because there are movies that have the same name that are um, different movies. You know, well, what is I'm that saying? you or is that Netflix? Because you could have paid more attention. No, to what you were it ordering. was no. I because I specifically ordered this film. This is so wild. The gift, which is about. The AIDS epidemic. Uh huh. And I got The Gift, which was like a witch movie starring Nicole Kidman or something. And I remember it really pissed me off because I was in high school and I was like, I got me this gay movie, The Gift, AIDS. I'm it's a 2003 film. The Gift, Nicole Kidman. It's a documentary by filmmaker Lewis Hogarth. Documenting the, oh yeah, the phenomenon of deliberate HIV infection um, or bug chasers. There are people right. who purposely go out and like seek out getting HIV. Right. Um, and that's what I wanted to watch, but instead I saw the gift. That is, I would love, actually, now that we're. A 2015 not, movie. Starring Nicole Kidman. I don't think it's Nicole Kidman. I may have oh. lied. Yeah, I didn't see it on IMDb. But Meatball, now Jason that we've... Jason Bateman, Rebecca Hall, Joel Egerton, Allison Tol... This isn't the right one. No, it was a movie about witches. But now that you've gotten us to this idea about... Um... The Gift 2000. Kate Blanchett. <laughs> You're just going to keep Googling? Kate Blanchett, Katie Holmes, Keanu Reeves, Gio- Giovanni Ribisi... You remember that one? Giovanni Ribisi. Okay, we talk a lot about sexual health on this podcast. Um, We've talked a lot about PrEP. We've talked about STDs. Um, I would love to speak to someone who is, I mean, is it considered offensive to use the term bug chaser? I'd say so because you're calling, I think, the bug portion of that is. The bug portion of it, because there is a whole community on Twitter um, of people who are 
uh, HIV Chasing positive. The bug, baby. Give me that bug. <laughs> no, there's a whole community. I mean, the, the community is out in the world, but I recently sort of like stumbled across it. They there's a there's a biohazard um, symbol. It's like an emoji, and oh. they've also it's also been like it's like co opted. As tattooed a on them. symbol and they get it tattooed on them and i was thinking about this obviously because of all that bullshit that the baby recently said and now a lot more people are oh my of, god right i listen i was speaking to a friend of mine and a friend of mine was like you know it's it's fucked up but actually a lot more people are actually talking about to look on the shade room and have the article say um, what's fucked up about this is that undetectable means untransmittable. That mm-hmm. is like a huge thing that, you know, everyone is trying to publicize out in the world. So it is opening up a larger conversation. And I think that obviously it was fucked up what he said, but the outrage has has spread so far and wide that I think a lot of mainstream outlets are talking about HIV uh, again and including the information about prep and undetectable statuses that maybe hasn't been included in the past so that's the like silver lining to the fucked up comments nothing um you kept skipping during it but i'm sure what you said was incredible no i <laughs> i agreed that it is bringing a lot of light to it and there is people are getting educated like even Madonna, I mean, right. even Madonna. Who even cares? Madonna. Someone, someone wrote a lovely post <laughs> for Madonna. Even Madonna, post. trailblazer for for gay rights and HIV and AIDS awareness. I know, but something's gone on with her. Like I, I, I respect her, but I, something she seems like a screws loose. Now I agree. Like this is a conversation that I'm glad has been started, and more people are talking about, and more people are understanding. Like what prep is it's hard, it, us being in the gay community it's easier for us to understand yeah, what like, all of this stuff means yeah. um i i mean i don't i'm not saying that i fully understand every nuance of the hiv uh and aids outbreak and everything that happened in the past outbreak. but like well when it first came out they were like it's the gay cold this is an outbreak it's ha-, and like i don't know every part of that story but i do right. i feel like i'm more well informed about hiv and aids i feel like what he said is just so, I don't know, it's just so stupid. Right. I mean, totally. But this, is, so this brings me back to what I was saying. We're talking about people get tattooed. So I, I think about in that that community, um, oh, fuck, what is the terminology they use? Something like toxic load? Oh, so now, you're, yeah, it's to- I've heard toxic. I've heard toxic loads. Take my toxic load, daddy. So I guess what I would be interested in is talking. Yeah, toxic load, pause load, neg for pause. Um, I'm just like looking at. So so what I find interesting is you know people who are HIV positive and have been on meds for a long time or on their, or not even a long time, but just like their proper course of medication become undetectable. So when you're undetectable, you're untransmittable. So that means in order to give someone the gift 
per the documentary you hope to have seen, mm, yeah, you would have to alter your meds. You would have to basically get get your viral load up to a point where you were detectable and not undetectable in order to give someone that gift. I think I think the people that are doing the gift giving maybe just don't take their meds. Or, That's what I'm saying. Aren't, but aren't, I, No, but I mean, I don't think they're prescribed. I don't think they care. Honey, I think they want to move on to the next side. Move on to the next side. I think they're ready to die. I think no! that they're not doing anything to take care of themselves. This is what I think. This is what I think. Okay, so we are move this, on to the next side. Oh, how is, much more clear could that be? Well, this is this is because because of what I'm about to say. But uh, this is a call to anyone out there who is, is a, a pers- chaser, mama, a person who is looking to purposefully alter their HIV status from negative to positive, and a person who has entered into that conversation with other people or engaged in that with the purposeful intent of um, giving someone HIV, transmitting that. I would be so fascinated to talk to that person or any of those people. What I was saying, Meepal, is that I bet there are people who are on meds mm-hmm. to maintain their status and their health, mm-hmm. then go off their meds, sort of edge up to a detectable oh, yeah. spot, then have like a fuck spree with people who are looking to get positive loads in them. And then after that experience, they sort of go back on their meds to maintain their health. I don't think people are like, oh, I'm positive and 24 years old or 30 years old and I'm going to just like let my body slowly deteriorate without meds. I think it's more about people talk about a brotherhood, a connection with gay men, like the idea of like growing up fearing a stigma or fearing an infection and never having to think about that again. This is really heavy, but I'm fascinated by this mentality. Yeah. I mean, well, watch the gift. Did you ever end up watching it or Netflix? No! Netflix got you with the witch movie. <clears throat> Netflix got me with that witch movie, but it appears that it's on YouTube. Oh. In full Well, length. maybe we'll watch The Gift and try to talk about this again at some point in the future. And I'm serious. I would love to discuss this with someone because I'm fascinated by the thought process behind both sides of this. Are you? And on that, we're going to take a break. <laughs> Did you just throw up? No, but I might. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to eat in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including calorie-smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. When my fridge is stocked with Factor Meals, I'm like, oh baby, I don't have to think about this. Mm-hmm. Like, it is so nice. The combinations are so good. I am a meat eater, but the vegetable options, there are so many. Like, I remember I had like a, it was like a mushroom with pasta and like a cauliflower rice. And I was like, 
the mushroom is filling. Like there's plenty of uh, portion, there's plenty of vegetable, and there's plenty of flavor. And I am usually sort of not a microwave person. Mm -hmm. Very cool that this quality of food can just be heated up in the microwave. And so fast. I also love it because I am a, a very much into ordering delivery. I and know. now having all the food there, I can kind of pick what I want and it's ready in two minutes. And I don't have to wait an hour for stuff to get delivered. And these are way healthier options than ordering delivery. Completely. And when they have multiple things in them, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, if I cook for myself, all I'm going to eat is the biggest bowl of pasta you've ever seen in your life. But this so is yeah. like, you get a little pasta and the chicken and a vegetable all in one dish. Looking for gourmet meals try meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon shrimp truffle butter broccolini and asparagus and factor meals eliminate the hassle of prepping cooking or cleaning up all you got to do is heat up and savor the good stuff customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need pause to reschedule deliveries that suit your lifestyle and we're celebrating earth day all month long with factor look out for the earth month eats badge on the menu items for their lowest carbon footprint meals head to factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 and use code sloppy seconds 50 to get 50 percent off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code sloppy seconds 50 at factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. That's a sleigh, baby. There's a girl on TikTok. And who's- we're back. There's a girl on TikTok who um, has a really sensitive gag reflex and her dad, well, her dad is more on TikTok than she is. He just films walking up to her and he goes like, hey, Christy. And then she goes, please don't, don't. Like when she hears the sound, if he just fakes the sound and goes like, she starts to like fully gag. Like it looks like she's a cat with a hairball. How often are you throwing up? Me? In a, in a, in a, I was going to say a week, but that's, you should never throw up. Zero? Um, yeah. How much are you throwing up often? I probably have thrown up twice in the last six months, maybe three times. What? You got to give us a kitty cat update. Um, okay. So Archie is finally off of How often do you having diarrhea? He's a week. Fu- me? Diarrhea a week? Uh, <laughs> maybe once, twice. Mm. Twice a week? Yeah, but thank God I have my tushy bidet because <laughs> it cleans that right up. Also, do not go to tushy.com. <laughs> we talked about this. It's full, just it's gaping just, anal. No, like you go to tushy.com and it's straight up just a fucking asshole taking a big old dick. Like that's the first image you see. <laughs> so. First, um, first image you see. The the cats are doing fine. They're getting along. We still they're um as, as everyone knows, I got a new cat. So Deb is finally not jealous, but she also is not friendly to him. Like she like likes him, but they will not cuddle. She stopped bopping him on the head and hissing at him. Um, and they can sit next to each other, but they still have to sleep in separate rooms because she doesn't like people invading her space. She's, Deb is a cunt, and I love it. <laughs> she knows what she wants. 
if she sees him sleeping on her like spot by the window, she'll just like go up and move him. She'll just like <laughs> knock him down. And he's such a like he's so small. He's like eight weeks now. He doesn't care. So I think they're gonna work it out. But we can't. It's weird. It's like having kids. We can't like leave the house now because otherwise we have to like put him in a room and then he just cries. Right. 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 It's just like having kids. No, it's not actually. But he's um finally gaining oh. weight. He's finally gaining weight. He's finally <laughs> eating food. Meatball is looking at the cat, which is why the sound keeps going. Oh yeah. <laughs> he was when we got him, I think that they gave him to us because they thought he had worms. Well, they thought he had worms and we're not sure if he did or didn't, but we gave him a full do- like full week of the worm medication and he had kitten like the kitten cold or whatever, but I think it was worse than what they were telling us. I think that the reason they didn't let us adopt him and the reason they were like, you can foster him for two weeks is because they didn't know if he was going to fucking make it. Oh, damn. Because he was bad. Now he's like fun and happy and like runs around, but for a minute there, he was, it, we were like, is this cat about to fucking die? He was like stick thin. He didn't have a lot of energy. He would not eat and all he did was shit diarrhea for a full week. And I was Just like, like this- you, apparently, miss two to three times a week with the diarrhea. What's wrong with two to three times a week? Sometimes <laughs> I like to eat some shitty food and I get an upset stomach about it. How was Nina West last night? Oh my also, God, Nina love- is going on national tour in Hairspray as Edna Turnblad. Yes, and Harvey Firestein literally sent her a message three minutes after she posted being like, congratulations, you're going to do it. I know you'll bring the heart to the role. Like, how insane. That's incredible. So we're going to go see it. it. She's not in the leg of the tour that comes to L.A., but <laughs> she's going to San Diego. She's going to be I in. I love San Diego. I love San never Diego. Never been. Do you like how boldly I said that? Never been to San Diego. I've never. I went to San Diego once on the Dragula tour. I went once for a DJ gig. What's it like in San Diego? Everyone, is it a beach town? There's no beaches. Beach? Um, oh, there's beaches. And I've gone to see Mateo like twice. But Mateo says he lives in San Diego, but he actually lives in a different place that is 30 minutes away in a suburb. Yeah, in he a looks cold like, he, Yeah, he, he looks like he lives in a nice place. Do you, you used to go to the beach all the time. I used to be a little beach baby. But now you don't do that? No. Oh I think I don't we need know to what... do this at a different time. What do you mean? We're having a wonderful time. <laughs> We're having a wonderful time. You probably fisted someone this week. No, you, I didn't do are you anything. Terrified of the do- I'm a little. I'm a little nervous. Oh God, are you throwing up? No. Um. Yeah. You're I like, will say no. Salivating. You know <laughs> when the, your mouth fills. Yeah, with the it starts getting saliva. Yes. Okay. So that happened to me last night. <laughs> That's how I know it's real. When the saliva starts pumping into my Get mouth, and I'm like, oh me, no, me. here it goes. <laughs> Um, I used to go to the beach all the time. I used to have a wonderful time at the beach. I don't know what happened. It just started being like such a chore because you have to wake up so early to get to the beach here to right. get a good spot, to relax. And then you don't want to drive back when the sun is setting because then it's going to take you three hours to go a mile. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't, don't like Maybe I just got sand. lazy. Oh, I love this. I love the feeling of my feet in the sand. You like a little did just spend like a full week at the beach with like my brother. We were oh, at her right. Beach. And whatever that weird job you were doing that you couldn't talk about. Let's Still go can. to the beach. I'm I'm a little. Let's go to the beach. Each? Let's go to the waves. 
or is it let's, let's go get, get away? away remember when i thought that that one song the britney spears song was like now i'm stronger than yesterday now ain't nothing but a mile away but it's actually now it's nothing but my way let me see. It's uh, stronger than yesterday. Now it's nothing but my way. My loneliness ain't killing me no more. Speaking of people that have gone missing, Wait, I where want is you Bible to, Girl? I want you to recite these Starship's Nicki Minaj lyrics. Let's go to the beach each. Let's go to the waves. Hey. Let's go get a wave. No, it's let's go get away. No, it's I'm looking at him. It's let's go get yeah, but, a wave. No, it's now not. keep going. Let's go to the beach. It's let's go get a wave. Say what you're gonna say. Is uh-huh. it two, three? Found a Bud Light. Bad bitches like me is hard to come by. Uh huh. Can you give me the next? The Patron. Oh, oh, let's go get it on. In the is zone. It, zone. Oh. It's a bit of own. Okay, so I don't know. She says, "Have a drink, clink." Found the Bud Light. Bad bitches like me is hard, it's to, hard come to come by. by. The Patron own. Let's go get it on. The Zone own. Yes, I'm in the zone. <laughs> the Zone own. Yes, I'm in the zone. Is the least in the zone lyric you could write. It's like Candy Muse just rhyming back with back like three right. times Remember in a row. Remember when Candy got on Twitter and was like, did you see that I, do you, break it down. I said, run it back. And then I'm back. And then I'm going to be back. That's But it's like you, one, like, didn't go no, anywhere. So you can't what? be back. Right. I love, you didn't go anywhere. I'm, it's Candy Muse and I'm back. Mama, you've been here you've the been whole here. time. Um, And then she says... Is it two, three, leave a good tip? I'm going to blow all my money and don't give two don't, shits. It, I'm going to blow all my money and don't give two shits. Do you remember? Okay. In the music video where she's coming out of the pool and she's got the green hair. She nice. rides on the. There's a model in that video that I could never find. And I was so horny for him. You think he was fake? Like CGI? What do you mean you no. could never find him? I just, like, there was no list of the names of the, like, the models. And he's, like, this hot, hunky guy with, like, big old titties. A hot, hunky man with tig old bitties. All right, well, let's super base on a break, and we'll be right back. Mama, this episode's a wreck. Let's go to the beach each. Let's go get away. Let's go get a wave. Like she's a surfer. Let's go get a wave. No, because this is this is reminding me of how Doja Cat posted a thing being like, I don't know where y'all are getting these lyrics from, but that's not what I said. Like she was like, my management is writing the lyrics, like not writing lyrics for her, but like writing up the lyrics for the song for people to read after she's written them. And she's like, that's not what I said. That's not what I said. Then None go of the to ones your management my... and have it fixed like that. Yeah, but I'm on... saying that it's like ABC lyrics is just some teenager sitting in his room guessing what she wrote. No, she girl, didn't that say, was Let's Google. Go get away. Oh, that was Google. Oh, so now Google knows what she said. 
Oh, we're gonna play it now. Oh my god, what if the beach he was talking about was Old Beach? Old Beef? Old Beach. You know there's the beach that makes people old? Red one. Red one. Uh, let's go to the beach. Each, let's go get a wave. I see it. She says V, babe. Let's go to the beach. Each, let's go get a wave. Anyway, we have some phone calls we need to take. We have to take, currently have to take these phone calls. Um, Thanks for calling in, everyone. We appreciate you. Here is the first one. Hi, Big Dipper. Hey, Meatball. I just moved to L.A. from the Midwest, uh, so give or take three dicks into my time here, I decide to get a regular and routine STI test. Um, Good for you. You know the gay cough going around? Well, I thought I had that, thought- but turns out it was oral gonorrhea. Yeah. So being the kind Midwesterner <laughs> I am, I get in contact with all of my partners since I've been here and write them a message. Uh-huh. I got the usual, you know, Thanks for letting me know from two of them. And the other guy just says, yeah, I got my shot today. So not only was this the guy that likely gave it to me, but he also knew he had it and was probably not going to tell me at all by the sounds of it. This reminds me of a similar story that Dipper told a few weeks ago and left me feeling very upset. So in the end, is that gay? Bye. That's not scripted, isn't it? Yeah, it did a little. Like, he had it written down. Okay, but see, unlike your situation, that someone came blaming you for it, even though they mm-hmm. were the ones who already had it. But either way, that guy is I love that you're still, stuck, you're still stuck on the guy who texts. Because who, why take <laughs> blame? Why wouldn't you be like, listen, faggot, this was all on you. Because I'm the type of person when someone bumps into me in the, you know, in a store, I say sorry. I say sorry too, but if that person were to bump into me and then be like, you bumped into me, I'd be like, actually what happened? You know what I mean? I'm just a hoe. So in my mind, I'm like, girl, it probably was me. That guy's an asshole for not coming clean or telling you. Yeah. But I feel like in this day and age, in this day and age, you're just not going to get it from anybody. Like, you're just, no no one's going to call you and tell you they're, they're going to just be like, well, they'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. I hate that. I wish we could just all like, I wish it was just like, girl, let me ping you. You know, in the corporate speak, I'm just gonna ping you when you get when you have an STI. Yeah, send a message. How hard is it to t- like? You don't have to call the person and have like a long conversation, but like you could. You send do a the, message. You say you could do the bare minimum and text. Hey, I just found out I have an STI, or name what it is, and then be like, you should probably go get checked. Right, and I always sort of preface and it. And then you don't ever have, no, don't preface it. Oh, you no, probably sent always, a long fucking always. text. No, I just say like, hey, this is a bummer and always a shitty text to get, but I just got tested and these are my results, and you and I hooked up within this period of time. As so I said, you should you probably- send a long text. <laughs> just kidding. You don't gotta do all that. You just gotta be like, listen, go get your 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 throat checked, your hole checked, your cock Hi. checked. You're dying. You're dying. <laughs> You're dying. Yeah, very da baby of you. <laughs> go now. You, you gotta got go three immediately. Days. 
All right, here's the nice voicemail. God, we got to find another time. Hi, folks. So I don't have any sexual questions, but I have some, like, life advice questions. So I just moved to this new city, and I have no friends. Woohoo! And I am thinking about joining a gay kickball league and also this, like, um, like bear club that's, like, more of, like, a social event. It's not really sexual at all. I was wondering, have you guys ever joined anything like that when you moved to a new city? How do you guys go about, like, making gay friends? Just purely platonic, not sexual. Uh, any advice on how to go about that would be greatly appreciated. Goodbye! I mean, it seems like you're doing great work. I mean, joining immediately joining, like, a kickball team is a great way to find friends they'll bring more of their friends to stuff you'll be introduced to people i was gonna say like rugby leagues i don't know what a gay bear social club is it sounds like oh well because i've played a lot of gigs where it's like the annual event for the kansas city bear like there's something i played that this uh it's called the kansas city bear mafia i don't know why it's called mafia but that's their social group so they do things like like they're called the kansas city bear mafia but there are places there you know there i also know in sydney australia harbor city bears i think there are a lot of like bear social groups in different cities and they do things like game nights or karaoke or whatever it's just like a place that like you know people can go for specific social engagement um, so I think that's a really good thing. I feel like we are definitely the wrong people to ask this advice of because I, my friends are all people I work with are all people I've collaborated on projects with. I have very right. few friends who are just like, let's friend not friends. say that your friends are people that you've worked with or collaborate. It's people that you've hired to be in your music videos. Those are your friends. Well, you and I are friends. I've never paid you to be in a music video. Correct. But I was in one for free. <laughs> and, but did you make the final cut? Yes. I was running around in a fucking cheetah, Chiquita banana oh, outfit I thought you were talking park. about the other one I didn't put you in. No, because why? I wasn't even... Tra- anyway, I think that you're oh, on you the right track. Oh, you don't think you tra- have value if you're not dressed in drag? No, I just wasn't dressed up. I was. I drove to go drop something off, and then you handed me a lollipop. I was in sweatshorts, I believe. And you handed me a lollipop, and you were like, why don't you dance for eight counts? And I was like, what is happening? I think that you're on the right track. I think that you're you I mean already joining social clubs is is great. I don't know what else to say. Like you're you're doing better than I would. If I would have moved to a new city, well when I moved to LA, I like literally only had one friend and it was cuz we went to high school together and like that was just by going out and like meeting their friends and f- finding different groups of people is how I like made my friend group. But then once I started drag, drag queens became my friends so you got to find something that you love to do and then you never work a day in your life next call (laughs) (laughs) that's not about friends but all right all right here's our last voicemail for the day meatball okay do you remember that old vine of that girl eating like an ice cream in the car and then her sister brake checks her and she like sticks the spoon in the Uh back of her "Ah!" what did she say she was like Nancy! <laughs> anyway, next call. I'm having a wonderful time. I'm still drunk. Hi, Big Dipper and Meatball. Um, I am a gay lady and also a big, big fan of drag, including um, some uh, very popular TV shows, but not at all limited to that. Um, so in my family, we talk about drag race in the home, on the reg, 
Um, but we also talk about other performers that we like too. And, um, but for some reason, whenever I'm out, um, if my friends or my wife start to talk about drag race, I get really, really uncomfortable, um, and try to steer the conversation toward talking about other performers. Um, I guess I like want people to know that I know other performers who weren't on a TV show. So I guess my question is, is it gay for me to be embarrassed that my friends like drag race? even though I like Drag Race. Thanks for doing the pod. Super, super big fan. Love you both. Bye. Interesting. What do you think, Meatball? I think this is perfectly valid. I think that the... I I also think that, like, a lot of people's only interaction with drag is Drag Race. The only thing that they know about drag is Drag Race. So whether or not you guys go out and see local drag shows or not, it is, like, the biggest platform for drag currently. So that's their only thing. You can't get mad at them for being like, this is what we're going to talk about. But I do appreciate, and it means a lot from a drag queen that isn't a drag race girl to hear that people actually care about other drag queens or like want to talk about local girls or like see what that's doing. But I don't think as much as I want to agree with you, you can't fault people for only talking about the one thing that they know that's drag race. I have an adverse reaction to anyone talking about something that isn't their actual day-to-day life experience out in public. Like if I'm at a restaurant and someone's like, you know what I think about the vaccine? And they start like talking or they're like, you know what I think about this politician or you know what I think about this musician or anything public. I'm always thinking that people are like listening in. And so I'm like, me too, because I listen in on other people's conversations all the time. And I'm like, unless you are talking about, hey, I had a leaky faucet in my apartment or I bought new shoes or like something from your personal life experience. I'm like, I don't want to hear it. So the idea of like sitting around at a bar, I, I mean, I, I'll sit here and do it publicly on the podcast because I, un- and you're extremely critical. <laughs> you have a lot of, opi- this is strange to hear because you have so many opinions about other people's drag. But I, because here's what I don't, I will watch these videos all the time on social media of like p- strangers piping into other people's conversations and like, like alter, like, like v- verbal altercations out in the world. I never want to interact with a stranger out in public. I never want to have any sort of conflict out in public. I just want everything to run smoothly. And so part of me thinks of like, if I'm sitting here spouting off my opinion in a, in public and someone hears it, that is inviting them to come and like have discourse with me. And that might be like a shitty, weird thing for me to say, but I'm like, that is my vibe. I am not into that. Um, yeah, no, I, yeah, I kind of agree. I, um here's the thing <clears throat> drag race is drag race drag race will always be everyone's litmus test for like understanding drag no matter how long i I do drag everyone will continue to compare me to drag race girls and that's just what it's gonna be um so unfortunately like local drag shows as much as you support them they're always going to be compared to what people see in the mainstream right and that's it. I mean, that's just, like, what it's going to be like. And also, it's, like, wild to me, and this is another tangent that's going to probably, we'll probably edit out, but, like, it's wild to me the Why amount of talent. We don't The, the amount of talent that show. local queens have in comparison to what you see on 
Drag Race. Like, there are some extremely talented girls that get on Drag Race. Right, but then there are also some also girls who make of girls that... great TV and know a bunch of people who can sew clothes for them. But And then there's some that are just not good at drag. And they end up getting on. But it's... I think my only issue is, like, the amount of... Eh, never mind. I'm not going to get into it. I know. I, just think that I like, don't even know how to answer this question. I don't... Yeah. It's hard. Don't be embarrassed that you're talking about Drag Race. The world talks about Drag Race. But it is great that you love and support other types of queens. And, and what you can do yeah. is, like, you know, you can kind of steer the conversation towards the local girls or, like, stuff like that. And be like, well, this queen. And then pull out your Instagram. Show them. Be like, this queen did this. And it was incredible. And, like, like get them to follow more um, non-Drag Race girls. Yeah, and then at the end of the day, just go to the beach. Let's go to the beach each. Let's go get the way. Okay, you oh have to take a nap. I've got a... What are we <clears throat> doing? I don't know, but we got to find another time. Maybe Mondays? Yeah, we get... Well, no. It's, it needs to be like Fridays or Saturday evenings. Yeah, because we can't keep doing this. I'm so drunk still. <laughs> Oh, shout out to Miss Toto and Tenderoni and those Chicago Divas for doing the first ever drag show at Lollapalooza. And you and Miss Toto are wearing the same outfit? No, hers is better. But aren't they just like, didn't you just buy them on the internet? No, I made mine. And I think that she had hers custom for her body. Wait, you made that black cutout, like, Mugler inspired. But she's not. Is she tucked? She's tucked. She got them big old hips. Yes, I made mine. Who's the queen? Who's the queen who has the gigantic hips, the pads from Long Beach? Roxy. Roxy. Is it Roxy? What's your name, Roxy? We want to talk to you about your hip pads. I want to. I have a question about your. Um, it. She's shaped like uh, Mrs. Incredible. Oh yeah, Elastigirl. Yeah. Well, it's iconic, and I want her to make my pads. Yeah, God, what is her name? You gotta. If you know who we're talking about, tag us and tag her because we want to talk to you about. I think it's Roxy Duval. Roxy Duval. No, D E L. Yeah, Roxy Delvale. D E L V A L L E. She's got the. Biggest tips I've ever seen on a drag queen. She looks like a fucking Barbie doll. It's insane. Well, Diva, let's do it. Okay, take us out, Meatball. All right. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I'm sorry. It's a mess. I'm so hungover. You can call us at 213-536-9180-gmail.com. You can don't forget to subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode, which come out every Tuesday and Friday. You can follow us on Instagram at Spiciest Meatball and Big Dipper Jelly or Fat Drag Meatball on Twitter. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode, which come out every Tuesday and Friday. I gotta go. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. Red yes, red one. No. Let's, let's go, go to, to the, the beach. Let's go to the beach. Let's go to the beach. Let's go to the beach. What they gonna say? 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 What they
starships were meant to fly arms up and touch the sky don't stop cause we're so high it's up I'm higher than a motherfucker wait no can you can you find I, I know this is long I know this is one of our longest episodes but can you go find the the Candy Muse verse on whatever that song was Cause she says back three times in a row, and it was a wild to me. Doodle doot doot forever dog. To listen to Sloppy Seconds ad free and one day early, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Sloppy Seconds is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, aka Mom. Hosted by Big Dipper and Meatball. Music, editing, and sound design by William Pitt. Executive produced by Will and Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Joe Cilio, Brett Boehm, and Alex Ramsey. Our artwork was drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey.